Hi guys, welcome to a bonus episode of Esther Club. Um, it's I'm very excited that here with me today is Nitya Raman, and you are running. You are what are you running for? <laughs> I don't know anything. Are you a senator? Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> uh, I'm running for city council here in the city of Los Angeles in District Four. Okay, and what is what cover? What does District Four cover? Like, what parts of LA should be paying attention where they can vote? for you if they want to. Yeah, so um okay, so I'm going to I'm going to say two things to that. Okay, the district is actually enormous. All of the city council districts in LA are really enormous. There's only 15 council districts for a city of 4 million. And so each council district has 250,000 people in it at least, which is just huge. It's about a third the size of a congressional district. Whoa. It's big, right? It's usually I think people think of city council as having small. like- Small. Small, yeah, exactly. No, in LA it's not. Okay. It's a really big district. And our district is really weird. It goes from one part of Silver Lake all the way into Sherman Oaks. And it covers the Hollywood Hills. It covers parts of Hollywood. It covers Hancock Park. It covers Koreatown. It covers the Mid-Wilshire area, the areas around LACMA. These are the coolest areas. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a very- You would be my city council person. Yeah. I mean, it's a very cool district. Yeah. A lot of movie stars, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have Paul Rudd under your belt. Oh, does he live in this? No, I'm just assuming. He probably lives on the west side. Okay. He's like an old money movie star. 90s movie stars all moved to the west side. Yeah. 2010. They got in at the right time. Anyway, (laughs) sorry. Um, The hipper people live. Yeah. Yeah. The cooler, newer people. Um, Okay, so sorry. Keep so. Well, no. So I just was saying it's a really enormous district, but also everybody should care about every council member in Los Angeles because they all vote at large. So they vote on decisions that impact the whole city and they all vote on it. It's not just that your council member votes on your district, but they all vote. So you should definitely care if you live in district four, because I think you have a great choice coming up in, um, you know, in this primary election, which is me, just to be clear. Yes, Um, which I do agree with. I actually (laughs) happen to know Nitya personally. So I, I am voting for her and anyone can vote for whoever they feel is the best candidate. But I wanted to talk to you just more as an opportunity for me to get to know like your policies. Yeah. Simply because I know you're a good person, but I actually don't know the uh, details of your policies yeah. of why. But anyways, we'll get there. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so that, that was just an incentive to people who are in L.A. who are your um, fans to make sure that they – know who their own council member is and, you know, think about who's in the council as a whole because it's really powerful. And we have a weak mayor, strong council system here. So your council person has a lot of power. So I'm curious because I tend to think of things like in terms of the bigger stuff that we see like on TV as opposed to local stuff. Like what are things at the local level that can be done as to why we should care about local politics? Yeah, and... (laughs) I think this is so such a good question because I feel like people look at our national politics right now and I think they feel really hopeless. Mm. I think they feel really overwhelmed by what's happening, you know, at the border. They feel really overwhelmed by the fact that we're cutting regulations at the EPA on a, you know, on a regular basis that we're, you know, we're empowering people who have a very different vision of the future of the country than I think many of us here in LA have for sure. And I think that drives people into feeling really helpless. Yeah. But I think getting local can be really exciting because what your local politician does, first of all, it it has probably more direct impact on what's happening in your own life, but also in the city of LA, which is 
you know, it's a huge city. We have an enormous amount of ability to actually advance all of those goals that we're caring about for the whole country right here locally. So, you know, for example, um, if you care about the environment. Which is for me, like, the air is so bad here. It's so bad. I'm like, I talk frequently on this podcast. how I want to leave Los Angeles because the air is so bad. So please continue. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that I just I want to emphasize that the air is bad here because of poor policymaking in Los Angeles. <sighs> and we can fix that. That's but the, but the exciting thing is that we can fix that. This is not inevitable. Um, and I want to tell you one reason why we have such bad air. It's because so we have really bad housing policies here. We have a shortage of something like 500,000 affordable housing units in the county of Los Angeles as a whole. And we've all the jobs are still in Los Angeles, but nobody who works in Los Angeles or, or f- fewer and fewer of the people who work in Los Angeles can afford to live in Los Angeles It's crazy. Anymore. It's really upsetting. Yeah. And I think about like a studio apartment when I moved here, even just 10 years ago, I paid $9.50. And when I look at studios now, they're $2,000. It's crazy. And that is like, that really, it just upsets me and it disappoints me. And it does make me feel like I long for like, life in the 90s when like people could afford to live their lives and like I don't know I know this is like a big bigger issue than I can even touch on but hearing you say that I'm like screaming inside like yeah like that's bullshit yeah I mean it's it's so it's bad because people can't afford to live here anymore that means that LA becomes increasingly inhospitable for young creatives for immigrants for um working class families for anyone who I, I think we would actually want to welcome here and to help them to thrive here. Increasingly, they can't afford to live here anymore. But it also has a direct impact on our air because people who are working in LA are still going to work in LA. Mm-hmm. So that means they're going to live out, you know, outside of the city boundaries. Maybe some are even outside of the county boundaries. And they're driving into LA every day to their jobs. And so the more and more people are driving longer and longer distances, the worse our air gets locally. Mm-hmm. And so our housing policy is directly connected to our bad air. And, you know, so that's, it's it's all interconnected. But But like I said, the exciting thing is that we have the ability to address that at the local level. So we can build more housing locally, which is affordable or deeply affordable so that people who work here can still live here. We can incentivize the use of public transit. We can get people out of their cars and onto bicycles, onto sidewalks, walking around, um, into buses, into trains. We haven't made it easy for people to use those modes of transit at all. Because when I am home in Chicago, I take the train, I take the bus, I, I take the bus to the mall. Like I actually enjoy that. And I'm like, wait, I never do that in Los Angeles. And I don't know why. Look, parking is so bad there. I hate driving. Why don't I? And I'm just curious. How can you incentivize that? So I think one really easy way um, is through in really investing in our bus system. Mm. Yes. I, you know, so because ah. it's way cheaper to invest in buses. Buses are the cheapest and most efficient way of getting people around the city. And if we just make it so that if you're sitting in your car, you're stuck in traffic and you're going really slowly. But if you just saw a bus like whizzing by you Mm -hmm. on a lane that was dedicated to buses, you would be like, oh, I want to be in that. Yeah. And if we had the buses, like I used to take the bus to my last job and the bus used to come once every hour. So if I missed a bus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and so it was really hard to take the bus. Even when you wanted to take the bus, it's really hard. This is, I'm sorry, like this is honestly why I shut down when I think about politics because everything you're saying, I'm getting really like upset inside. Like I'm like getting heated up because it's really 
it pisses me off. It's so Why don't easy. we have buses yes. yeah. like that are like better? Yeah, I agree. And we're investing billions in building out our train network, which is a great, but we're actually losing public transit ridership because people can't get to the train stations because there's no buses or people can't walk or ride oh. their bicycles to the train stations because not everybody lives within walking distance of a train station, right? This was another thing I looked up recently because I was in Chicago for the month and I was uh, oftentimes like mapping out how to travel. And when I did that and I'm like, let me see how it would be to, in LA to get to like one of those, these restaurants I mm-hmm. want to go to or wherever, work. It's what you said. It's like, oh, it's just, it's not plausible. Right. It takes like double or triple the time to take transit. And I think if it was comparable or if it was within the same ballpark, people would use it. But because it's so much more time and so much harder to take transit, people just don't. But it's easy to fix that stuff. But I think the reason why we haven't had those changes is because it's hard to make those changes in some ways because when you take a lane of traffic away from cars, people get upset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if you take a a little bit of parking away, because actually you could do it where people are parked on a lot of major thoroughfares. If you took away the street parking on like one side of the street just during rush hour going one way, and then maybe in the evenings the parking is gone on the other side. Like if you just did little changes like that, you could actually make space for a dedicated bus lane, but every time you do that, people complain. And yeah, and there's all those evil complainers that just care about themselves, which, like, we've all been there. We've all been an evil complainer. But, like, I feel like they're rich and they have the power to, like, stop it. Well, it's – okay. So I think that – I think that we've let the the evilness take over. Can you say evil complainers? would <laughs> <laughs> really mean a lot to me in my viewers. We've, we've let – we. I think we have an opportunity. I, I I think all of us can be evil complainers, but I think what we've done in Los Angeles is to make it so that you only have an outlet for evil complaints. Yes. Mm. Yes. yes. Right? Totally. We just let them win. We're like, all right, you guys win. You have all the money. You're in Beverly Hills. Like, whatever. Yeah. You win. But, al- but also, like, I think that if you gave an evil complainer an option that was better and you said, we can have this better option that gets us to multiple good outcomes... I actually think that evil complainer might stop being an evil complainer and be a really positive person. But we haven't created those kinds of opportunities in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Like every time someone complains, immediately the politicians kind of back down. Yeah. Right. And I feel like what we need to do is really do proactive engagement with people. Like go out there and be like, hey, guys, our air is getting worse. Um, We have to address our climate crisis. It's so important. So let's work together on this. And like, let's get people into these other modes of transit, which are going to be um, actually better for you because you don't have to be behind the wheel. I mean, some people like driving, but I feel like a lot of people, if given the option not to drive, would prefer not Mm -hmm. to drive. You have no, I, when I took the bus um, in Chicago, I took a bus from Indiana or from Chicago to Indiana a couple of times this year, sitting on a bus and just like doing whatever you want and not paying attention is so, it feels so good. And now I'm addicted to that feeling and I want to take the bus. So I feel like people think, oh, the bus, but then you try and you're like, oh. I liked it in LA. Yeah, oh, you've done it? Yeah, when I was younger, I took the 704, which is Santa Monica Boulevard. He's Mm -hmm. bragging. Which is the (laughs) fact. I I know the bus numbers. (laughs) Well, I did the 704, Uh the four, Uh and the two, which is Sunset. Sunset. Which is not a great one. They all get jumbled up by like In-N-Out Burger on Orange. It's like I would always remember 
that like there'd be multiple buses like, waiting. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, traffic's that bad. Right. That like, so I would like get on the second bus because no one would be on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty smart. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. But it uh, is addictive to have that community and yeah. feel. Freedom, uh, I think just humans freedom, being yeah. around each other can be like a very positive experience and we feel isolated. We in our talk cars. about that on this podcast, like community and it's how the plot of crash. How I it think. just fe- <laughs> it it fuels your like happiness to mm-hmm. be around community. Totally. And we just and I feel like it can be a beautiful thing, but we have to go out and sell it to people as yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it can be wonderful. Like if you give people a chance, if we say we're faced with this global climate crisis. But here's all these things that we can do together as a city. And if we can get there, we can actually address it locally. I feel like people would be excited to get involved with that. You know, yeah. like it, I do, too. You know, and but you need people out there who are selling it. Um, Now, I'm curious, like, hearing all these things sounds so amazing to me. Like, why has no one done this? Like, that's what I want to know. And I know um, the person I'm just is it like the person who's there now in that the position like like what's going on? I don't know. Why has this not been done yet? So we had a politi- we have a political system in Los Angeles where we've historically had this be a, a role that was for career politicians. So it was people who either were here after they were in the state assembly, after they were in the state senate, and then they were wanted to be a city council person. Or mm-hmm. there, there's two different council districts right now where a state senator is running and another one where a supervisor is running. It's all the same people who've been in office forever. Or you're the chief of staff to a former council member and then you do it. And then you want to do it like the full three terms. It's not a job that is about what the potential of that job is to make positive change. It's about, I want to be a politician and here's my next step. We actually have that phrase in comedy, career comedians. And it's like somebody who just like wants to make money doing comedy and like hit all the things, but they're not like, they don't have like a voice and Mm -hmm. they don't, they're not like a true artist. I mean, Mm. look, people can whatever, but that's what I think of. And it makes sense to me. It's like people that just want to like be a politician and make money and don't really have like things they're passionate about necessarily. Yeah. And I think that that's what we have here in LA, but now we have this really exciting moment because in Los Angeles, historically we've had very low voter turnout in municipal races, like less than 20%, has, you know, in, in, and in some districts even smaller. Wow. But now our municipal elections are gonna overlap with our federal elections. And people are excited about the Democratic primary. They're excited about voting against Trump in November. So we have the opportunity right now to have the voter turnout for this election maybe double, maybe triple. You know, so it, it's exciting. So we have a whole new set of, and though the people who are going to be voting now are younger, mm-hmm. they're people who are more idealistic in some ways. They're people, I think, for whom their worlds have been shaped by the looming threat of climate change. Their, you know, their their entire politics has been shaped by an awareness of Trump. You know, it, so it's going to be a whole new, different set of energized voters plus all the older voters as well. Mm-hmm. But I think we have an opportunity to say, hey, let's let's vote for change. Let's make a difference. Let's vote in people who have the best interests of the city at heart and who are not in it, you know, for the long haul, for their own personal gain, but who are in it, like you said, like, you know, like a true artist. I don't want to claim that That's I'm so a true cool. artist, but it's like such a true artist thing to say you won't claim you're a true artist. <laughs> That's like a comedian who won't compare themselves to Larry David. It's like, then like you're a, Larry David. Or like someone, a comic who like walks away thinking they bombed but when they, they did, did well. Yes. Yeah. That is, she passed the test. Yeah. 
In Texas, they're doing that. Like, the voting is changing. Like, the suburbs of Houston are now leaning more Democratic. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very interesting. Yeah. I listened to a Texas politics podcast. Oh, cool. So Houston's a really interesting city. My fiance's ex is from there, so we should just... I didn't know that. You did. Touchy subject. <laughs> yes. Um, in my face with the hat. Did you have that the whole? No, you just. <laughs> it just appeared. Don't worry. <laughs> he flipped it. Um, no, yeah. Oh. Now, you may have answered this question already without being asked because all the things you're saying kind of answer it for me. But I do just in case. What has made you decide to run? Oh, gosh. Because um, you're not. No. A, you don't have a really political No, background. I've never really been involved in politics Which, before to me is the most attractive thing about yeah, this it's, cool. it's like oh you act this answer must be that you really care about something yeah yeah i'm not a i mean i'm not a i don't follow a particular i was raised hindu but i don't you know i'm not a deeply religious person but i will say that you know i've done a lot of work on housing and homelessness in la and okay. i've done a lot of work um, in our our neighborhood, actually, and in the surrounding neighborhoods, making sure that we have services for people who are experiencing homelessness. And we were a group of volunteers who saw that there were more and more people living on the streets and so few services in our area to make sure that they were having their basic humanitarian needs met, but mm-hmm. also being able to actually start their journeys off the streets, like to get their paperwork, to make sure that they were getting mental health support to make sure that they were getting into rehab when they needed to, like all of that stuff which just was not happening because there was nobody out here helping them with that. And so we actually created a nonprofit that does a lot of this work locally and it's totally volunteer run and we pay for a case manager to come in um, and and have actually over this last nine day period, that nonprofit, which I helped to found, has housed seven people. In our neighborhood. Cool. Wait, what is it called? Sila. Do you know that? My, so my best friend, Christina, who's like my hero, my childhood hero, she, this is what she she works in, like helping people who exp- are experiencing homelessness. Like she's, can oh, we cool. get her a job so she can move to LA? Let's talk okay. about that later. Yeah, okay. Because we'll <laughs> yes. this is really important. We don't yes. have to do it on camera. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, yeah. Hire my friend from, <laughs> from high school. That's no like pressure. That's epitome of bad politics. Like, hire my friend. <laughs> but she, whatever. She'll I'm sure she's wonderful. <laughs> um, so, but, but I was doing this work locally, and I just saw this incredible gulf between what we could have if our elected representatives really felt the sense of urgency that <sighs> not just me, it was like everyone who was involved with Sila. When we all had full time jobs, I was doing this nights and weekends. I have two you have kids. Yeah, I have two uh, four year old twins. Oh, oh cool. Oh, um, they're so cute and perfect. They're, I mean, I will agree with that. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But I. It sounds to me like you got a taste of what it could be like. If somebody cared and yeah. did right. And I just, you know, like I said, I was, I'm not that religious, but I will say that this moment, this idea of, you know, bigger voter turnout, the idea of a lot more people being engaged in this election because they're excited about Warren or they're excited about Bernie or they're excited about some other presidential candidate and all this frustration from not being able to change the state of America. I was like, we have an opportunity to get people excited here. So I kind of felt this calling, you know, I wow. and nobody else was running the kind of campaign that we are. Nobody else is saying the kinds of things that we're saying. And, you know, that's it. It's resonating with people. Like we've had so many volunteers come out and knock on doors for us. We had, um, 
like 120 volunteers out last weekend, 100 volunteers the weekend before, more than 100 the weekend before. There's also huge celebrities coming out and endorsing mm. you. Yes, Natalie that's right. Natalie Portman mm -hmm. and cool. Jane Fonda, like two people wow. famous for being like on the good side. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, it's that's very great. exciting and we're getting- Can we do like a four, four female lunch? I mean, like that would be- <laughs> Yes, I mean, Jane. when Jane Fonda gave me, I, I participated in kind of a sit-in that, she had organized through Fire Drill Fridays. And uh, when I came out of that, she just gave me a hug. And I was like, I could die right now. Uh, <laughs> this would be. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I've been, and it was a very, she's a really good hugger. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, any other like cool famous people you can brag about? Um, Nick Offerman. Oh. Ike Barinholtz. Oh, yeah. All these comedians who've, you know, who've kind of been engaged on in, in our campaign, which has been really fun. Who else? Um, Busy Phillips. Oh, my God. Cool. She's so cool. My yeah. mom always updates me on her because my mom watches all her stories. Uh, yeah. She was like, Busy was on Larchmont today. <laughs> <laughs> Where does your mom live? Uh, in Chicago. <laughs> um. I, I feel like a, I do feel in general, I feel pretty like negative about politics because I just like don't trust the people that are in charge. But I do feel a sense of like hope hearing you say these things. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't have to leave L.A. Like maybe there are going to be like maybe the good times are coming. Mm -hmm. I I th I think this is a city which is incredible i love it so much yeah it is it's I amazing love it right and that's yeah. why it does break my heart that i'm yeah. like i want to leave i'm like that carlos always says like it doesn't make sense that you want to leave because i love it here yeah but the, the there are certain conditions that are bullshit like, yeah no i totally agree but i i really do think we can build a better city we just have to be engaged we have to care a little bit but it's totally within our grasp and that's i think that's what's resonated with people you know they feel a sense of helpless helplessness and disempowerment and then they look locally and they're like we can make it happen right here you know let's go knock on doors let's go change this policy let's go get involved with this homeless coalition let's you yeah. know let's make it happen um what has surprised you about running like uh, what are the been mm. any surprises since you decided That's a, to run? Yeah. That Jane Fonda's a good hugger. <laughs> I mean, she knew that. Yeah, I feel like I knew that in my <gasps> bones, really. Um, Who's a bad hugger? Me. Really? <laughs> I give really famously loose hugs. Oh, yeah. I had like. So a, does my daughter. Really? Yeah. She's just kind of like. She and I should hang out. Yeah. <laughs> she would like you. She would look up to you, I oh think. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, surprises has, since running surprises that's a that's a such a great question actually I should have been more prepared I to should have given that. you them in advance I'm no sorry. no that's you know I am is it more exhausting probably than you thought or did you know that I kind of thought it would be exhausting but yeah. you know what's been really cool actually you guys would 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 know about this already because you are performers but I I really love being able to talk to people and I really love being able to kind of tell a story about the city that changes their idea of how things work or, mm. you know, like that's been really cool. And I'm like, oh, I like being in front of these people. I like being able to tell that story. I didn't know about that side of myself. That's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I feel and I've gotten better at it over time. That's so how it works. Yeah. Gotta, and, you got to work it out with the open mics. You get better. Yeah. And I like I pick lines at work and yeah. I have like applause lines. Oh my and, God. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's But it's been really fun. It's like a puzzle putting together. How do I tell the story in the way that it makes the most sense for people? Like I know heart of hearts what needs to change, but I need to convince you and I need to convince you. Mm -hmm. And it's been fun to put that puzzle together, you know? 
Are there any other issues that are important to you that you want to make sure we touch on? Um, you know, it, my website has all of the my policy documents okay. on there. And um, I guess I would just say, no, I think, you know, we covered housing and homelessness. Yeah, we covered air. environment. Um, but I think the the biggest key for me is I feel like the time for complacency is over. Yeah. You know, we need politicians who feel urgency, who are driven by ideals. And that's the need of the moment, not just in L.A., but everywhere. And I think that's what we have to look for. You know? I, I relate to that because I have been complacent and I've always fe often felt like I didn't my vote doesn't matter. And, you know, mm -hmm. I've been pretty down about it. But now that I hear what things could be like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, instead of having a fantasy of what it could be like, why don't we like at least try? I yeah. always go. That's a big th policy for me personally is like, well, hey, like we can't say we can't be down about it if we didn't at least try. Mm -hmm. like, you have to just try. That was my policy for starting stand up and like trying to act like, hey, just try. You don't have to make it. Just try. And yeah. like, I really that's what I'm coming up for me is when you say those things, I'm like, yeah, maybe it's perfect and me yeah someone could be like that'll never happen but like we gotta try we have to try we have to. we have to try and honestly comedy is better for you having you in it right mm. and and i A feel politician said it it's true <laughs> <laughs> but it but it's true right you bring me that unique perspective and like that's what i have had to feel about in my own perspective because it is it's i feel shy to put put my I, I mean, it's, maybe, it's scary it's scary yeah. it's yeah. really scary but yeah but i, I think yeah me too. <laughs> is there um, is there anything uh, we call this the SPF, the safe, positive fun zone? So we don't really like to put down other people. But like, and I, I know that doesn't seem like your vibe. But is there anything we should know about the person that you're running against, or should we not even go there? Mm. You know, we talk about it extensively on our social media. About you okay. know, I think one of the biggest issues for me is looking at um, how campaigns are funded in general, Ugh. in Los Angeles and in the city and in the state and in America. And I think we have been trying to build a campaign that's really built from people on and, and on protecting the interests of residents. And we don't accept a single corporate dollar. So we're running a totally clean campaign. We're not taking money from people who are involved in real estate or people who are involved <gasps> in fossil fuel industry. And I just, I would just say that you know, we're really unique in the city in that way, especially among candidates who've raised as much money as we have and who are as who are having as big a campaign as we are. Like we're kind of the only ones who have really stayed true to those values. And I would just, you know, I think that's safe, positive and fun. Yeah, it is. You it know, is. and while it has an implication of yeah. some negativity. Yeah. That, yeah. That was the right way to do it. Yeah. I think you did it better than how I usually do it. <laughs> Will you bring up, Carlos, what you said yesterday about we, we drove past that building that was built right on the highway or the freeway, they call it out here. And you're like, it, he made a joke about this oh. yesterday. You're like, the the buildings here are so shady. It seems like someone just paid someone else like. Oh yeah, like all the buildings in Hollywood that have like like the high rises that mm -hmm. are popping up, it feels like the way they get built is like a guy gives an envelope with $100,000 to another guy and they just like get it built really quick or something. Cuz there's that Target too on mm -hmm. Western and Santa Mo Sunset. Yeah. That's been there for like 4 years and it's not done yet. We saw the construction workers walking. Oh yeah. Well we were like, "Come on, finish it up, dude." <laughs> well, that's not a that's a different issue. We were like 
But yes, I, I agree. I get that. That's that was more like it. a joke. <laughs> like, of course, they can do whatever they want. But <laughs> but like, yeah, it does feel like we see these conditions and they're the kind of shitty housing conditions that could really only be happening if there's some shady stuff happening behind them. Like the I, buildings with no tenants. Like it's re- I think we're really building. We're building more than we have been in recent years in Los Angeles. We definitely need more housing in L.A. for sure. OK. But I think we have to really question what we're building. And yes. is it, you know, is it the need of most people here? And I would say no. Luxury condos are not. Yeah, I think we Hollywood need some sign. of them for sure. Yeah. But we'd also need a lot of cheaper condos and a lot of cheaper apartments. And mm-hmm. and so I would just say, I think we have a really broken system. It's okay. um, developers and real estate interests have been the only people who finance city hall campaigns for, yeah. for decades. This makes me so mad. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> um, but also in parallel to that, our planning process for getting buildings built is way too hard. It It's so oh. complicated. And so people who would want to build more affordable housing, they also find it difficult to navigate. Mm. So we need to do two kinds of things. I think we need to take that dirty money out of city hall. Yeah. And we can do that. We can just say no. Um, and but also we need to make sure that we're actually creating a system that allows us to build what we desperately need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So both of those things need to happen. Okay. You know? Cool. But I think we have a really messed up system in LA right now. It's just like oh. those in every movie, it's like the like real Chinatown. estate developer yes. is like just a bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not even like a hot bad guy. They're just like evil and it's not cool. Yeah. And they're winning. If they were attractive, it'd be okay. No, we're joking here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Carlos. What? That's what you were implying. No, I meant like it's we hot that they're evil, the but this episode. is so evil that it. All right, forget it. <laughs> all right. Well, I feel like we covered everything because I'm definitely like. I'm in now. Yeah, like, I'm Me so yes. excited. I'm yeah. like, we can, let's try. Let's yes. try to get yes. this going and yes. get buses that where I could sit and look at my phone. I have a traffic. question though. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the air quality gets better, will we be able to see more stars at night? Because my neighbor was saying. <laughs> that, that I think has to do with light pollution. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know. If so we... I had a good idea. It would be like Nithya Raman. For starry uh, skies. It, no, it's like uh, cleaner air for a city of stars. Oh. And it's you and me looking at the stars yeah. over the Hollywood sign. Whoa, whoa, you're cutting me out of this. I'm the running mate. <laughs> I'm vice city VP? counselor. Vice <laughs> counselor. <laughs> we are. Today I'll be making my announcement. <laughs> you and I are just sweating in the back. Oh my god! Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us on thank this. You. I like I said, I feel like I feel into it. Like I'm excited. Um, and then, can you actually, because I don't know, give the specifics about how we, how do you vote? Like, what are you looking oh, to right. us to get us more info or out mm-hmm. there? This lead us to the water. So, so we have. Oh uh, yeah. So if you have. Oh, a, you have. You can lead it. You to can water. lead a horse to water, but you can't. Okay, I'm ready drink. to drink. I need you to show me how to. Okay. Get there. Um. So we have uh, some changes in our voting system this time, which are I think going to be confusing for a lot of people. Always. Always. They always make it confusing. As confusing as possible. So if you've already gotten your mail in. Uh, if you are a mail-in ballot voter, you should have already gotten your ballot in the mail. Got mine. You did? Mm-hmm. Great. But if not, you have to. You have now 11-day period to vote. It's from February 22nd through March 3rd is the voting period. Okay. And you, a lot of the your original polling places are going to change. We're going to have polling centers instead of a bunch of polling places in every neighborhood. But you can vote in any polling center. Oh, cool. In any voting center. So you just have to look it up. So you go to lavote.net, I believe, um, and you can find your polling place, your nearest polling place. But you can go 
any time during that window. That's cool. Most of them are only open for the last four days, but you can vote over the weekend. So you can vote on oh. uh, February 29th and March 1st, which is the Saturday and Sunday. That's nice. So it won't all be so crowded on that one day. where you. And it's also not during a weekday. Yeah. Usually it's on a Tuesday, and that's not good for most people. Right. But now you have a long time to figure out when you can vote. But we need to make sure people know so that they can actually get out to the polls because yeah. it's going to be really confusing. Okay. Now, if there's are there anything else that you endorse that we should be voting for and that? Yes, you can vote yes on measure R, okay. which is um it's a it's a reform um for our prison system. Okay. Um and I would encourage people to vote against Jackie Lacey, who's our current DA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, if we had more time, we would get into those things. But yeah. for now, I'll just have to research it myself. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the other thing I would say is if you want to know more about me, you can look on my website. Can I plug that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's nithyaforthecity.com. So it's N I T H Y A is my first name. And it's Nithya for the city. And then I'm really active on social media. And it's Nithya for the city on Instagram and Nithya Raman on Nithya V Raman on Twitter. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank for you for taking having the time. me. It's an I feel, honor. I feel honored. When you're president, cool. like I would just love to like come to one meal at the White House. I yeah. want to read the briefings in the morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One briefing. One briefing. Better pick a good day then. We, we have a sleepover in the White House. Yes. Lincoln bedroom. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. That's what <laughs> I wanted. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you and again. We'll all go to for. Just I want to repeat it, Nitya. For the city. For the city.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. To you.